Hi, and welcome to Movements and Sounds, a podcast focusing on contemporary Indigenous musics and sounds in Australia and issues related to this topic. At SOAS Radio, we are excited to bring stories from the other side of the world to our studio in London. Thanks so much for listening to Movements and Sounds. I'm Charlotte, the facilitator of this podcast. It is important to know that I am a non-Indigenous person. However, I support decolonization and giving land back to Indigenous peoples. Today, I'm in conversation with El Beauty. El Beauty is a First Nations drag queen based in Western Sydney's Parramatta. She's also referred to as the beauty of the West. <laughs> she regularly lip syncs across the city, and today she will talk about her experiences of the art of Indigenous drag. Yes. I'll give the floor to you. Thank you. Before before we start, I'd like to do acknowledgement to country. Um, so I'd like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Um, and thank you for um, thank them for sharing the land on which we are on today, the direct people. Um, I'd like to just pay our respects and um, yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. Um, all right. So first question. Um, can you describe in your own words what it is that you do? So I'll, I'll probably say I... Do drag. <laughs> um, I love, love to, I've always loved to perform. Um, and it's only been through the last two years I've found this medium, um, which I've just really gravitated towards. And, you know, El Beauty is, um, you know, not just a drag performer, just an artist on stage, lip syncing to other people's music. Um, but, you know, um, she's, she's, a, you know, she's a, she's a lot more than just a, just a pretty face. <laughs> yeah. So you refer to yourself as El Beauty as a she, like as a third person. Do you see it as a sort of alter ego or a different persona to? Yes, it's, it's like um yeah, it's it's um it's a, like a, like I've always had El Beauty's energy because as as a cis male, I am quite I've got some feminine co- co- um, tendencies <laughs> um, and attributes. And then I've been able to bring that femininity to drag, and it's able to project El Beauty. Um, so she is like an armor. She's a, as you said, almost like a third person that I've always had that inner voice, that that you know, that empowerment voice I've always had. Yeah, yeah, and that you started to embrace now yeah. through art. Yeah, right, amazing. Um, how how did it start? Um, it started. It's it's been a bit of a journey. So like I I say I've been doing drag for two years, but I've been like filling with makeup for like the last. I'd probably say six years. And it started when my friend suggested I should fill in my eyebrows. <laughs> so she got me this palette and it had obviously blacks and browns and then it had like a couple of little colours in it. I did just start doing like the eyebrows and then I ended up getting like tinted moisturisers. <laughs> and then I just started playing around and started filling in my eyebrows at night or practising just doing my eyebrows. I found myself doing like little eye looks. But it was like, I'm um, like, it was busted. <laughs> like I was, <laughs> I was not showing anybody. I was not telling anybody. And then probably like a couple months of me playing around that, I ended up watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. And that, that just is was my like, religion. I was like, what? Oh, what is this? <laughs> and then it just grew. I was watching them. You know, you see them in the mirrors and they're like doing their eye makeup. And that's how, you know, I started doing little things in my eyes, practicing it. Um, and I ended up telling the friend that got me an eye palette, she's like, girl, do it. <laughs> um, you know, being gay, sometimes we, like, 
Um, especially in my friend group, our pronouns are so flexible and all that. You know, um, especially if we're being like extra gay and like, you know, um, sassy, we're like, girl, you know. <laughs> so she was like very much like that. Um, and then she, um, she gave me a couple of little tips and then like, that was it. I ended up moving. I was up at Airs Rock Resort when all that happened. Okay. Moved back to Sydney and then I was like, obviously, way better products of makeup back in Sydney. Um, and then yeah, started doing little eye looks that end up being more draggy. And I just started copying RuPaul's Drag Race, and yeah, okay. L, L was formed. L started. You know? wow. Then I bought my first wig, and then then my first pair of heels and my, this little black little um, club dress from um, ASOS, and that's that's why I th- kind of thought like this is it. I want to do drag. When I saw the wig on, the makeup, even though I looked busted, <laughs> um, and it's fine. Everyone has to start that. I tell everyone that too. Like you're not gonna like do a wing eyeliner and be like, yes. You're ready. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw the wig, the heels, the dress, I was like, this is what I want to do. Wow. Okay. There's so much you just told me. So much to unpack. Like, um, <laughs> how does, a fr- like, how did your friends even start to mention you should fill in your eyebrows? Like, what was that about? <laughs> that was like the trend, like, <laughs> six years ago, you know what I mean? Like, um, the oh, Insta brows. Yeah, right. And I just started on Instagram and on my, on my guy profile, Luke's profile, um, I said, like, that's what I want, kind of want to do. And I did, I deleted all the photos, like, now. But they're, like, mad, like, square eyebrows. And you could tell from a mile away <laughs> that I was, um... Oh, it's, sorry, it's my, my phone's coming. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um... And I just gave that a go, just doing the trend and, you know, just trying to look, you know bit more polished in the desert. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. You said you were in Azrock Resort. Mm-hmm. Were you, what were you doing? Were you so I was working at Azrock Resort for, I did five years up there. Okay. Um, I was working at um, the famous World Hall. It's like in the Hall of Fame for restaurants, Sounds of Silence. Okay. That's an outdoor restaurant. Okay. Um, so legit, it's just tables in the middle of the desert with a buffet counter. Oh, um, so we bring everything to the desert. We, I we may have seen, yes, yeah, it's right. amazing. Um, and I also worked at Taliwiri, which was um, the, the other outdoor dining. It's $325 per person. It's very like, I was serving champ- like French champagne in the middle of the desert. Like, it was a, it was, How- I would say it was the best job I've done in my career. Apart from what I'm doing now with L, like, it's amazing I'm doing L, but like, Luke's career, like, um, in food and beverage was that was the top yeah right <laughs> and who were the people coming here like very fancy tourists yeah very fancy tourists yeah. but there was actually a bit of a mix there was like a couple of people that have saved up um i remember these um this couple that went that bought the adult children they were like 16 and like they were just like mad aussie like characters like like i could actually be myself and not that this is you know um a yeah, ten thousand yeah. dollars. i was like it's some red wine <laughs> <laughs> From the Barossa, <laughs> you know, you could like nice. <laughs> so it'll be like it the Barossa Valley. It's quite a beauty. No, I was like, here you go, man. Um, oh, but so no, but then I said like some celebs like um, Lane Bleachy, Bleachley, but she's an Australian surfer, right. and her husband. And don't check, don't fact check me. I'm trying to remember what they said back in the day. I think her husband was um, it or is um from what was it LXS no at some Aussie big band I'm right. yeah my That's friends okay. my friends are gonna come for me and say my pop culture <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty poor at the best of times wow such an experience how was it for you um living there 
near Uluru. It was um the best thing. Like that's where I kind of found myself. Mm. Um, you know, I only came out um like I'm thirty two, um, and I came out when I was twenty eight. Um, wow! Yeah, quite recent. <laughs> quite quite recent. And then such a transformation also happens within exactly within, <laughs> within that time. I, wow! Wow! <laughs> I'm out six years later doing drag. So this was so it must have been a really profound time for you. Yeah, like I just I, I found myself. I um, got grew a backbone. I, I've always been confident. You know, being uh, first uh, first nations, um, big boy. Um, yeah, I was you know in the closets for so many years. I've had to learn to project that that confidence. You know what mm. I mean? Like I'm, I've got strong arm. I don't even try. You know what I mean? Um, but now I can actually you know back it up with what I talk now. And that's why I found myself at Airs Rock. I had to you know accept myself. I I had psoriasis on my face when I went up there. Had um from my temples all the way down to my nose. I had psoriasis, which is like that. It's like a skin rash when you're stressed out. Right. I was like stressed. How? Because <laughs> um, I'm a very happy-go-lucky person. Um, so I had to like acknowledge the stresses that were in my life, and that's why I left Sydney. Okay. <laughs> and then it was just it all blossomed. It all just dominated into effect. It was just a really. I suggest to anyone, especially any First Nations young mob that may be listening to this, go work at Ansrock Resort, or go do one of the the branches of Voyages. Because you're gonna learn not only a great work ethic, but like you, you find yourself because you're you're solely responsible. I knew nobody up there, yeah. And I have made lifelong friends. I've served in the most beautiful places, um, and just so much experience. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. What was it about that place? Was it the you just said you, you're being just by yourself? Yeah. Um, was it also something about the specific place, like being there? Hundred oh, percent. Like at all times, I could see Uluru. In the resort. And like, even when I was working at Sounds of Silence, it's 15 minutes away, wow. <laughs> 20 minutes away. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's amazing. What and with the psoriasis, I, um, I, I think it's the healing of that country up there personally. Mm. Um, when I first, the first day they take you out to Uluru and I did an acknowledgement to country because it's not my country that I'm standing on and I could already feel the, the energy and yeah. like the, like, you can just feel it. Like, there's no word, like, you can't put into words, but, like, you know, it's like those goosebumps. <laughs> um, and yeah, she, um, I asked, I asked sort of to, like, to like, want to grow and I want to succeed at, like, you know, succeed with the workout here and, like, it helped me with my stress. And then yeah. within two weeks, it disappeared and it wow. hasn't come back. So, That's like, unbelievable. it's, it's like, yeah, it's, I would love to go there. And if they offered me a job to go back okay. and I could somehow do a little bit of this L. I was going to say, bring some dragon to. <laughs> I'm kicking myself. I didn't go to King's Canyon. I still went to King's Canyon and did the whole um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I could have had one of those moments. But I, fortunately, she wasn't ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're young. There's still time. Yeah. Let's go back. <laughs> so is that... Um, uh, are you are you connected to the country like your country your um, heritage? Well, I um, yes and no. So um, I'm I'm quite fortunate. Um, on both sides, I have First Nation heritage, right? And quite strong heritage too on both sides. Um, on my mum's side, she's from um, Burana, Lightning Ridge. Right. Um, I've never. She's <laughs> mum's such a Westie now. Like she. She doesn't like the, the the outback or the bush and all that. Like she's uh, she's a very suburban, 
like mum, she's a teacher. She's like, I don't want to go to the desert. Like she's oh. real prim and proper. Like, but lovely lady. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, she's like, I don't want to go get dirty. <laughs> like, I love like, you're referring just, to her as yeah. Westie. <laughs> yeah, you don't mean Westie, Sydney, oh, by that. Too, no, no. Right? I, mean, no. I, I, when I say that too. Like in, when I say Westie, I think because I'm not like. Most people think, oh, like, you always hear those jokes, like, the jaw or something like that. And if I was on the jaw, I'd be, I'd be repping hard. But I'm from, like, I grew up in, like, Maryland and Guildford and, you know, now living in North Parramatta. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I grew up in suburbia. Like, I, I didn't get shanked or, like, there was not, no, like, no drama like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. stuff out here in the West, don't get me wrong. But if you don't go looking for it, you don't receive it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You keep your nose clean, you keep your head down and do what you're supposed to be doing. You got no issues. In other areas, if you, you know, without even looking, you can look the wrong way and get stabbed, you know, punched or something. I've never had that experience in my West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I say the beauty of the West. This <laughs> has been a beautiful the time. The jam, yes. Um, but yeah, I kind of forgot where we're going with that. Um, Sorry. Oh yeah, your connection my to connection. country. But like, um, but all my, my mum has, um, four sisters, um, and two brothers. Um, yeah, two brothers. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet one of those brothers. Um, but we're all around the West and we're quite local. So we, we're in a term of like culture. I've had that culture around me, um, my West whole Sydney, life. Yeah, in yeah, West yeah, Sydney, yeah. Like, it's still connection. And you know, we used to do actual dancing. I've had a couple and, um, for, um, First Nation jobs, you know what I mean, as well. Where I've, you know, I used to be an actual, um, First Nation dancer. Um, I used to do First Nation catering. So like, I've had that term of culture. I haven't had traditional culture in terms. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's a bit harder, I feel, in, especially in, in, in Sydney and in South Wales, yeah. you know. And I remember this is one key thing I brought away from Edgework Resort. I never had experience with Torres Strait Islander mob or Murray mob from Queensland. And um, they, they got broken English. And like, I was like chilling with them and we're like, you know, um, on one of our breaks. And then I could hear like a couple of English words and like a couple of like, you know, broken English. I, I'm not even going to try and I don't even remember what no words or nothing yet either. But yeah, um, I was like, what are you doing? Like, what's that? They, I was like, they're like, it's broken English. I was like, what's that? Like, I've never heard that before in my life either. Um, and they told us like, that's our language, but we, you know, still use a little bit of English, but a lot of cultural terms and how we talk and, they did try and teach me about my brain can't concept another language, but I feel like in they've got a really strong, rich culture there. Us, Korean, we are strong, we are beautiful, we got we got culture and connection. But compared to like when I look, not not that you be comparing, but if you look at the differences between mob, I feel like somehow them their culture stayed more light, like vibrant. Yeah, our, our culture is strong, but we don't have that biggest, strongest connection to mob, especially to um to land, especially here in the West. You know what I mean, like. My mom, like, mum's mom's all the way back in Bree. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And dad, on dad's side, he's on Wollongong. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but I didn't grow up with my father, unfortunately. Like, you know, um, at a young age, he ended up moving out to Western Australia and he fell into a wrong crowd, unfortunately. But um, he hasn't even had the chance to take me back to his land and teach me some men's business. Might have helped with L, but I'm glad that I didn't get the whole men's business because L wouldn't be. <laughs> 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 but either way, if I, I still got the interest to learn that and I'm sure if he was coming back to Sydney, he would want to take me out to the land and show me the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But even with my mum, she's she's a First Nation artist. Like, she's had multiple galleries. So, my oh, culture's... Oh, cool. Official artist. Yeah, official, yeah. yeah. Linda Eldridge, she's, yeah, she's done a... Um, a lot of artworks in like the Holroyd community in Maryland and um, in every school she's worked at she's done a big project um, in Bunnery Public School she did um, First Nation artwork on each 
classroom door. And each each door had a meaning and a, a dream time story behind it. So each time a new class, you know, a new year would go into a class, the old year would present the door and the story and the meaning. Mm. So and then that's another way of showing culture is passing down yeah, those stories sure. to the next generation of kids coming up. It was yeah. really beautiful. Like it was a it was over ten years ago now that she did that, but it was it was kind that of big around the especially in the West there. It was a you know, crew mail came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh cool. Wow. Um what would you say is your main skill you employ in your drag? Um <laughs> Lately, it's been the performance because I haven't really. Like, I've been sitting at home for the last, you know, two years, just painting my face, and I, part of me was gonna be cocking up like the face stuff. <laughs> 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 well, your eye makeup say is it. so beautiful. Like you can really tell you've you've practiced a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's and that. your nose. I don't know how you do uh, it. <laughs> yeah, surgery. Just <laughs> sometimes I feel like I can't breathe when I. Like, <laughs> Contrary, uh, yeah, I love it. Um, but no, it's been the performance lately because, as I said, I used to be a First Nation um, dancer, um, and it's something that I didn't realize I actually like enjoy like lip sync in the shower. Don't get me wrong, who doesn't? And like, you know, I, I think of what I would do, but now actually getting to do it in front of people and the reaction each time, thank God, <laughs> has been amazing. And it's just, it's in, it's. It's empowered me to push further with the performance and not be scared or think that, you know, um, I'm a baby queen, I'm from the West, or these other drag queens are going to be shady and they're going to, you know, this, this little black queen that you love to say, like, you need to go back to the West, you know what I mean? But it's been quite the opposite. And, yeah, it's been a learning curve, but I've been loving loving the performance of late. Yeah, amazing. So lip sync basically is the thing, right? Yeah. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, I've seen you perform at a few events, um, and one was at NADOC during NADOC Week. Yep. Um, what does what does NADOC mean mean to you that that week of celebration? Um, I love each year with NADOC. It's it's a different message based on the First Nation people. You know what I mean? Like this year was um, oh, a bit worse memory. It was something along the lines of stand up, speak up, or something like that. Yeah, get up, stand up. Yeah, show up. That, that's the one. Yeah. And show up, you know. Um, the year before that was um, something along the lines of like, um, don't just speak up, or something like that. Hill Country? Wasn't that one as well? Oh, your, yeah. Hill Country? Yeah, Hill Country. And there was one like, you know, it wasn't just more than words. I can't remember. But like, yeah. you know, it's. I love how like we get a week to, to focus on that and, and be heard and be seen and, and see actions. Um, you know, the only thing that I say is like, I just, that shouldn't just be that week. I'm not saying that we need a whole year to celebrate the First Nation culture, that's what I'm saying, but those actions need to be carried throughout the week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's not about just coming up and showing face. Like, it's good that we can all get along and, and come together and have a yarn and, and have a dance and show culture, but we need to see those faces still throughout the rest of the year supporting First Nation culture. For sure, because a week is really quite short. And like, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Um, do you feel like there are differences between like when you perform at a indigenous event, such as you know during NATO Week, mm-hmm. or more general events? And what are those differences? You think? Um, yeah, it was. So I performed around a couple First Nation base, and like I've been lucky enough to also been First Nation and LGBT. Mm-hmm. In those spaces, I was like. 
God all the way down. And it was my other sister girls kicking in with me, talking up in the background and, and sharing knowledge about drag. Um, at the Nanak one, it was a beautiful experience, except for that rain, but we all managed. <laughs> um, although there was a split second where I didn't really, I never thought about it till I was actually in the space. When I walked up, I had, um, I was in drag, so I had a yeah. full face and I had a wig on and I had like jeans on and a, and a First Nations shirt, um, just a t-shirt. I had padding, padding bra in it and this, like a fur jacket. Um, and when I walked in the tent, I was like, oh, wow, I'm about to walk into a room of like most likely straight, first nation mob and i'm about to walk into men's business women's business i know what's gonna happen here i hope like you know what i mean i'm yeah, like, I just a little prayer. And it, just I, completely blurred yeah and i didn't think but luckily enough they were like really accepting and i think that's also a little bit of a misconception as well that all mobba don't understand or don't like the lgbt culture and doing first nation culture um, yeah because it's very intersectional yeah doing. especially to and I'm, i think i'm like even I think I think even with my mom, my, my family, if we all like go back traditional ways, and I was you know maybe doing something like this, you know some somehow traditionally, I feel like they will accept it some way, some form. Yeah. Where where I'd fall in the tribe, if we're talking like traditional senses, I'm not too sure where I'd fall. I'd probably be a bit, bit of both, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or with the kids more, like you know doing that type of thing. It's stuff that I've heard through my own like yarns with mob. Um, but yeah, like, surprisingly, you know. It, it's a fear, but I, I don't know. When you're in the right mob and you can feel that energy that everyone's good and all that, it's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful feeling. So how was it in the end for you? Oh, it was good. For well, example, the, the Paramata Nadok. Oh, that was beautiful. Luke Carroll, he... <laughs> firstly, I thought... <laughs> and Luke, if you listen, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but for a split second, I like... Because I like... As I said, my pop culture can be really good or really, really bad. <laughs> I didn't click to hear who he was. And he's actually like a famous First Nation comedian, actor. He is so famous. <laughs> so famous. And yeah. I just struck in like L Beauty in my own little head and everything. I'm like, hey, I'm L. And I sit down and I didn't even click. I even said to him, like, what are you doing today? He's like, I'm the MC. You know what, I, you know what my reply was? How long have you been doing it for? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Well, I, it's well, probably really humbling for, yeah. for him to talk to someone who's not that familiar or like, not realizes at the moment. What, what did he say? He just, he just answered me and um, he had like a little bit of a yarn. He's like, yeah, I also do. Like, he ended up telling me and it all just came flooding back to me like who he really is. I was like, oh my God. But still like let him spin his yarn. But in my head, I'm like, you're such a, like a dukin. <laughs> so, so in my language, dukin means like silly or like kid. <laughs> like that yeah <laughs> uh. oh how funny so <laughs> how do you how do you feel like your um indigeneity informs your drag it's a big um, question <laughs> well i think it's uh, um especially when it comes to the makeup and all that you know like it, it, it is like I, I think when it comes to that that's what i'm bringing like especially with first nation you know people that do play with makeup. It is a bit of a learning curve. You know what I mean? Like you can't color correct how the makeup world is showing you. And like I've I was raised by wolves, so I've I've made all the mistakes you can think of. Raised by say that again, wolves. Wolves. Oh wolves. <laughs> like no one showed me real properly how to <laughs> color correct or <laughs> do a wing eyeliner <laughs> or like what products to use, especially being 
you know, of a, of a dark skin. I'm not like, don't get me wrong, I'm not dark, dark, but I could imagine if I'm having issues with little things, what it would be like for some of our sister girls that are of darker skin. Definitely. Um, and that's something that I can, you know, that is becoming big in the makeup world, but the knowledge behind it isn't like, it's, it's weird. It's like you keep, you, you gotta be in the in to know what you actually, how to do it. <laughs> like mm. it's, it's hard to get that knowledge, but once you get that knowledge, here it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you rely on, like, do you have a drag community here in Western Sydney or how does yeah. it work for you? So I was pretty lucky through my networking of, like, um, from what I do at work, I met this amazing um, this amazing person called Stephen Ross. He actually works for Parramatta Council. Okay. Um, and as soon as he saw me walking to his meeting, he was like, hey, by the way, come over here. He goes, by any chance, are you gay? I was like, Dark. <laughs> 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 you did not just see me strutting. <laughs> and he goes, would you ever do drag? I was like, what? <laughs> how, how do you know? <laughs> and he goes, he, and he, goes he didn't know. And he, he had this um, event called Color Me Queer. It was in um, Blacktown where um, one of the big, um, this is my, this is how I met my drag mum. The, the famous Tyra Bankstown was doing a, a five week um, workshop where she was teaching makeup. I was drawing, like, pushed towards First Nation people, but anyone could come. Um, and he, and he, he's like, would you come? And he showed me what he's done in drag. And I, I felt bad because at that stage, my L was formed. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. was at least doing it a, a year at home by now. Head to toe, wigs, lashes, heels, dresses, like, oh, and I was just taking selfies and sh- sending them to my friends and into makeup and all that. Showed, showed Stephen Ross, he's like, oh my God, you're coming. I don't care what you say. I've actually got a couple of things you can do. He's like, I've got, um, Kui Graz, where you can come learn more makeup with Tyra, what color, color me queer, and then queer stories. He's like, he just latched onto, he's like, you're coming. And his energy and his vibe and his empowerment pushed Elle to get into the at home, sitting in my room, taking selfies and claiming to be this Elle beauty of the West to then, into the the scene, and that's mm. why I met Tyra Banks. Now she saw my she saw my photos and what I could do. She's like, "Why are you here?" I was like, "Um, to learn like this is like you know." I was like, "I don't even know if this is like I want to do drag. I want to learn how to cover my eyebrows. I want to learn gluing down my wigs and etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. And she's like, "Okay, sweet." And then she just taught me a couple of tricks and, and like we had a couple of yarns. And by the end of one one of the workshops, she's like you know, you're like one of my daughters. I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, girl, like what you're doing, I can see, I want to like, ins- I want to help you. I want to, I can see there's a potential and her, her words and her encouragement has been amazing. And then, yeah. And then she came, she's come to like most of my shows too. So it's, Amazing. It's been cool. So and you're it, talking Tyra Bankstown is really your drag, your drag, my mother. drag mother. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, and I've got to meet some of my some of her. her the, you know, I always say her house. I got in trouble last time I said that. She's like, it's our house. <laughs> I was like, okay. And she's like, and it's spelled. And it's not spelled H O U S E. It's it's got that fancy like you know. Um, it's H A U S. House. Okay, you know, okay, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My course it is. Uh, um, she, um, oh. so I met, um, you know, I got to meet, uh, I forget her, uh, I'm so bad with names, so like, all forgive me. So there's, um, I call her Auntie Sarah, but she's like, you know, in the drag world, like a drag sister, but I was say Auntie Sarah because she's just got so much knowledge and she's 
come to every one of my shows as well. And she's a multifaceted woman that can, she's a, the, the photographer, the, the seamstress, the, the one that always makes sure you're always good and looked after. Um, I've met, got to meet an amazing Felicia Fox as well. She's part of the house as well. So, um, you know, um, got to bump shoulders with her as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Tyra's up at Northern Territory at the moment. So, um, when she comes back down, she wants to get her, the, her family all together and have a little dinner and get to meet everyone. Cause I've only, I haven't met the whole house yet. There's, oh, it's not just us four. There's, I think she, it's quite a legendary house that's been blossoming and growing. Okay. Um, you know, she's created the super massive black holes. Um, uh, m- moles, sorry, not holes. <laughs> Some of them, mate. <laughs> super oh massive goodness. black moles. And you know what's so funny? I, re- I rehearsed that earlier because I knew I was going to, I was going to somehow screw that up. <laughs> you know, there's this famous saying about the, the, you say where the heart lies. <laughs> anyway, um, right. So, black moles. Super massive black moles. There we go. And and what is this? It's 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 gonna be like um, it's like the the family her drag family her drag house is um tour, so she wants to go on tour around Australia and present that as a First Nations all drag house family. Wow. Um. That is fantastic. And do I do I show? So it's all First Nation dra- drag for, queens. Yeah, yeah. From all Sydney or Western Sydney no, specifically. Yeah, from Western. no, they're, they're from all over. All over. All over Sydney. I'm not too sure where exactly everyone's from. I'm I'm the baby one of the family, so yeah. I haven't had the privilege to meet everyone yet. But um, I'm excited uh, to get to know everyone and all their mobs. And who knows? We might not be drag family. We might even be actually family with some of them. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's fantastic. Who is your uh, at the moment? I mean, this is probably this is an easy question, for, but I'm I'm gonna ask it anyway. Um, so who would you say is your your favorite drag queen or the the drag queen you look up to most in, in I would, Sydney? I would say uh, like Tara. Yeah, um, yeah you yeah. know, especially with the Tara. Tara, there's actually three. Um, and it'll be the, 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 not four, sorry. Can I have four? Yes, you can have, you can <laughs> have them all. <laughs> They're gonna be the first, um, these four queens are like the ones that have impacted me the most with Elle's career. Um, and where she sees herself going. So there's Nana Miss Corey. Um, she's the elder of us First Nation queens. She's been doing this since the, the, the day, you know, age of time. <laughs> um, and just the way she holds herself and, the, how she makes sure she's looking after all us younger queens and just her on stage, it's, it's amazing. I just hope for, you know, um, you know, I can be like, be almost like, you know, bring, bring to the stage what she brings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's quite, if you haven't seen Nana Miss Curry, like, get up on that stage and shake around, it's, it's lovely. It, it's, she brings a bit of camp and a bit of, you know, glamour. And, you know, that's, that's a bit of what Elle is, you know, on the lines of like, I won't be as camp as Miss Nana. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, just her essence on stage. Tara Bankstown, my mother, of course, I couldn't, Elle's face has finally gotten the stage ready because of Tara Bankstown. Yeah. You know, she taught me those, those little tricks that I was like, wow, like it's really lifted. It's really, I know how to powder, you know, yes. I know how to bake, you know what I mean? Where I wasn't, I was walking around with a wet face before, you know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> like my wigs are just covered in like foundation. Now it's, you know, she's taught me a lot of tricks and Elle has really formed because of Tyra and her little tricks that she's taught me. Felicia Fox's energy on stage as well. The way she can spin, twirl and like her dancing set is, I wish I could, um, get my leg up that high, mm. but <laughs> not in the gowns I wear. <laughs> Everybody has their own unique talents, Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, and, yeah, just where Tyra, yeah, especially where Tyra's going with her, her house and her vision, um, keep an eye on this house. It's definitely up yeah, and running. Yeah, will do. Amazing. <laughs> Who's the fourth? Um, oh, Miss Maddie B. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's actually my other, my other drag mother's, well, she's from Canberra, um, and she met me at... Um, at um Kurigras, um oh, yeah. and she saw how nervous I was after my first performance I had that much energy and um I like yeah I got off stage and I almost cried I was like well, I don't know why I feel like I want to cry she's like it's just adrenaline yeah. she like, come out and have a have a little like you know a little walk with me at like back and she she had a drink waiting for me and she's like, Bob, well, you're a baby queen that I'm looking for for my house as well. Not knowing that she's also involved in Tyra's house as well. Mm. So when they both came at me offering to be my mother's, I ended up telling Miss Maddie B. I was like, um, Tyra just asked me to be her daughter. I don't want to be rude, but she's in Sydney. <laughs> and then Miss Maddie B is like, you can have 10 mums if you wanted to. <laughs> there you go. She's like, you're That's not going to really be mum. Um, and she said like, Miss Maddie B has given me heart. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, and that's that's what she said. She's like, you know, I may not be able to get you all these things in Sydney and do this and do that in person, but if you need someone to talk to or if you want to come down to Canberra, I've got a place for you. I've got food for you. I've got everything for you. Um, and she's always so just, like a really mother figure yeah. kind of <laughs> loving yeah. personality. Well, Tara's yeah. like. Tyra's, yeah, she's like because uh, uh, we're also still in angels, also like sis. <laughs> And also culturally, we just refer to everyone as sis and brothers as well. Um, like brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit funny, but the dynamics, it's very unique. I'm getting used to how it works because sometimes I'm real too proper, like my mum. Your, your yeah. biological mom. Yeah, my, my, my biological mother. So sometimes I get real proper the way I think. I'm like, can I actually do that? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, come on. <laughs> you can let go. Not proud of it. Uh, <laughs> um, let me think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, you were also at the Indigitube launch event for yeah. their new LGBTQ plus channel. Fantastic. <laughs> Do you know how um, or who pushed for that sort of LGBTQ plus specific um, like focus on their platform or how that came about or the movement around that? I'm not too sure, but the the, the movement of the First Nation mob who identify as LGBTQI plus has been on the rise for quite some time. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I think like, especially now in 2022, it's so the LGBTQIA plus culture is so accepted and we've made so much groundwork and movement. It's only now that we have advocates and allies that can now they turn to look around like, Hey, we've gotten so far, but mob is still slowly catching up. And, you know, now we're able to now create spaces and have allies jump in and help create stuff like Indig um, Indigitube and have a sp special space for mob who are LGBTQI+. I think it's it's an amazing movement that I feel like it's it's going to blossom, it's going to boom. Mm. 
nothing's gonna stop us and I feel like we've still got somewhere to do especially when it comes to like the way that LGBTQI plus mob handle certain situations mentally with it because there shouldn't be no shame no more about it yeah but there is you think yeah yeah I think when it comes to being you know First Nations and 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 gay um and also a man in a wig (laughs) 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 it's a lot it's a lot yeah um and, I, you know, I think it's also part of us LGBTQI plus mob to also acknowledge that, that it's going to be hard for our, our elders, our, our community. So the way we, we present it with love, compassion, not coming on like, it's 2022, Arnie, like, get over it. No, <laughs> like, Andy, you're right to have those feelings, but, like, let me walk you through it. Because yeah. you got those questions and we can eliminate all that. Mm. And we need to be prepared for those hard questions and have those conversations. Yeah, right. Um, that's how me and mum did. I'm like, get it all out. Anything that you're going to be scared of or what what you're thinking or whatever it is, let's have the conversation. I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to – none of that hard feelings. But we need to have these conversations so we know that there's pure respect equally for everybody. Mm -hmm. That it's not going to offend traditionally or it's not going to offend family mob or or people looking at it as offensive when it's it's not. This is art. It's performance. It's it's, um, culture. Yeah. Because it's always been here. Us, us sister girls have been here for the longest time. Mm, <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure, yeah. How has your uh, like immediate family or friends, how have they responded to so your... Mum, <laughs> mum at the start, she was like, oh, what? And we had all those hard conversations. Like, she she asked if I was trans because um, she's a bit, you know, in the drag world we call this fishy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, passable drag. <laughs> in my head anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and she asks all those hard questions. Are you trans? Are you, are you, um, going around? Do, what do you, where do you see this going? So, no, I'm not trans. I've, 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 I think anyone that does drag has those little, has, goes down that road a little bit. Mm. Explored myself and found out that no, like I am proud cis man that performs and arts. Um, so I gave her all that. And then, yes, yeah, um, forgot where I was going with this, sorry. Oh, yeah, her uh, response to I, it all. And yeah. she asked you if you were trans, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's right. And then she, then the only thing she, the only thing she was scared of was other people's opinions. Yeah. And I said to her, mum, like, I've, 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 you know, experimented a little bit with friends. I've let a couple of friends. It's all been good remarks. Like, I think, like, it's polished. It looks good. If I didn't look good, I wouldn't be ready to present this. And I, I'm mentally and, and, you know, ready for it. That's when I made the Instagram. I really get started getting into it. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the family, they've been, everyone's just shocked because it is quite a transformation from Luke to Elle. Yeah, I've um, never, I've never seen you out of drag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a photo. I'll show you my Facebook. Um, but yeah, she, um, everyone's like feedback's been amazing, you know? Um, but even if I think if I didn't look good, I feel like they'd still be cool with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, the way I explain it. Well, that's great. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> You're a very handsome man. Thank you. <laughs> and a woman. Damn. Too greedy. Oh, I love the hair color there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it is a very big transformation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow, I can't believe it. That's amazing. Um, what at the moment are your favorite artists or genres or musical styles to perform to, to lip sync to? Oh, to, to lip sync. So, and this is this has happened since my first performance. I love to bring a little bit of like old school, like, um, like what I'm doing at the moment is um, I put a spell on you by um Annie Lennox and just because it's very like it's like um the general I look at it like I think it's like like Motown or something like that very like sway black culture black empowerment I know Annie Lennox is not a um, black woman <laughs> maybe she is but she isn't I don't know how she identifies <laughs> but it's more about the the feel the of the feel. music and, and there's been a couple of renditions where you know um you know um you know uh, Black, black like women have sang that song. It's a powerful song. The meaning behind it. It's very just, just yeah, just old school type vibes. Yeah. And Can I love you to describe it a bit more. Like what it, what in the sound like soul. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like that soul. It's it's a yeah. powerful. Um, you know, energy about it, magnetizing. Yeah, and um, it, so it doesn't even have to be a black performer, that, yeah. but about the feel. But of it's the still music. that Annie Lennox has brought that energy and that vibe to it, and it's probably one of the one of the renditions that I gravitated towards because I, I tried a couple of them. Now the the acoustics are too old here, or but I love the the meaning and power behind it. Mm. Um, so any strong women. You know, with soul and power is what I gravitate towards. Wow, yeah. So, um, especially to doing two songs in a show, I like to bring a bit of that. So something old school, powerful, diva woman. And then I love to bring like a, a mainstream now song. So at the moment, um, at the performance last time we watched, I also did Lizzo about yes. damn time. <laughs> um, so much fun. And I love that as well. Cause especially. The name behind that, it's a, you know, especially performing at Nadoc Week about damn time. Like I wanted to do that to say about damn time. Like this is a movement. Let's bring this, you know, this message across. It's an amazing message they had this year. Um, but yeah, the I like to do that just to spice it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what is that famous sort of hook line in her oh, lyrics? Um, like um, in a minute, I'm gonna need a sentimental metal woman to pump me up. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> But I, yeah. I, I rehearsed that because um, that was the second time I performed that little song when you watched me. Yeah. And even at in YouTube, I was I was doing a whole TikTok dance and I had I was you know had it down pat, practiced on my heels and then I was like I don't really want to do it because like I, I don't want to be like judge compared to TikTok because <laughs> like you know what I mean where I'm a dancer I can move my body and do all that but like choreography especially someone else's choreo I'm not the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've got some fears when I end up on RuPaul's Drag Race. I'll have a quite a dramatic storyline on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. If that will ever happen, I'm gonna, I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm doing a couple of things and hopefully one day, I don't think it's going to happen this year, next year or whatever. But in a couple of years, if the yeah. show keeps going strong. Who knows? There's a new season of Down Under RuPaul. Yeah, season two. Out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, I've always said four or five is what I'll do. Because yeah. then by then I'll learn how to sew. I'll at least know how to glue my wigs down because this is not glued down. <laughs> you you could have fooled me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, with, with Lizzo, like, sorry, just to finish that story from the Lizzo one, yes. I ended up doing the the um, the, the whole dance moves. I ended up just psyching them out. Right. So, and I felt so bad, especially at 
the Parramatta one because all the kids came running up. And I could see them all lining up, getting their little fingers ready to plant their imaginary clocks on about damn time. And I did like this little jump. And I was like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> I just did my own thing. <laughs> Honestly, I think it worked. It was such a great, great event. And especially, like, there was rain, there was mud. It was, like, awful. But people were just hanging out because it was just so much fun. Like, it was worth it. Me you know? putting my heels on on stage where everyone could yeah. see me and then strutting out. Lived my whole life. <laughs> I was laughing so much. But, I mean, what can you do? You cannot walk in these heels in oh, the mud. I would have sunk and then, like... <laughs> you never gotten out. No way. <laughs> would have been there the whole day. Oh, yeah, no. It was, uh, it was quite something. Um, <laughs> so, how do you... Um, how do you feel about performing in your own area, your Parameda girl? How is it for you to perform in Parameda? That was honestly the best thing I've had because all, and I'm grateful for the gigs I do get in the city, don't get me wrong, but it is quite hard to, to do and manage and then also then become a regular thing. Um, even in the West, like, you know, in the Parameda gig, like, there's not going to be another, another, paramedic, another gig for quite some time for me. Right, so it's not really... That's not really a, a big... There's not a lot of opportunities out here. I think that there is big and people falling in love with drag and makeup and everything in the West, don't get me wrong. But there's... there's It's not... Like, you don't, you don't go down to the album and you see a drag show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very heterosexual type. It's, you know, all that type of vibe. Um... You know, unless it's like drag bingo. Mm. Um, but what about the girls that aren't good on a microphone? Like, <laughs> you know, Legs 11 is probably the best you can get out of me with, um, <laughs> with drag, a 22 2 dark. Oh, maybe I could do drag bingo. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like, maybe there's, someone needs to start it. Paramount Legs hit me up. I'm just <laughs> up the road. Legit. I'm on a, we won't put my dress out. <laughs> Yeah, but so so it's hard for you to manage um, all the gigs in the city. You said in terms of time, you mean? Or? Um, yeah, well, because it's, it's especially for myself, I, I've got a tendency to overpack my drag, something I'm still learning when I go to shows. Um, but then, like, the question is, do I do my face at home? Do I do my eye makeup, go to my friend's house, do my skin makeup? It's around the terms of getting ready and also traveling safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I... I'm a confident person, don't get me wrong, especially as Luke. Like, I would catch a train, anything I need to do, you know what I mean? I'll do. As L, I've got to, like, wait up, like, should I catch a bus down to Paramount Station and catch the bus to Central and then walk to my friends because he lives five minutes from Central Station? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, oh, no, Newtown Station, sorry. <laughs> I wish Central. I'd have way more yeah. gigs. <laughs> I'll just sleep at my friend's house. <laughs> but then, you know, um... It's just, it's hard. There's a whole lot of logistic things to work out yeah. when you're into the city, you know? Do you feel safe in public transport while in drag? Like, have you ever done that? I've, I haven't done trains and buses. I, on Mardi Gras, I did, but, like, that's me. Well, Mardi Gras is a very, very safe day. Yeah. <laughs> I had my, like, thigh-high boots on. I, I looked yeah, stunning. <laughs> my feet fell another way with Mardi Gras. But, um, and I caught, yeah, whatever. But, you know, without Mardi Gras, it, I haven't yet engaged that yet. I've caught Ubers. I'm fine in an Uber. Uber, yeah. Uber, Uber drivers love it. Yeah. <laughs> especially when imagine. they, especially when they realize that it's, it's not a little girl sitting in the back seat. It's, um, it's a, it's a guy from the West. <laughs> 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 and like most of the Uber drivers are awesome about it. Had this one that chatted up about drag, um, the whole, the whole ride. 
Um, and he was a, a cis straight male and he was as manly as they come and he was just all about it. He's yeah. like, oh, you know, you know, I might even come to your shows one day, love. I was like, I'm still a baby queen. I'm not out yet, but keep an eye out for my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Um, yeah, gosh, let's see. Do you think, hmm, okay, what role, this is a big one, mm. what role do you think your um, artistry of drag and Indigenous drag in particular um, what role does that have in terms of social change? Oh, that is that's a big biggie. Mm. In social change, what's my role? Um, I think what what L brings to to any social setting is um, acceptance. I think that's what most of us First Nation queens are bringing. You know, we're we've accepted this. We're we're happy with us and proud of ourselves about it. You know what I mean? We want to share that energy with everyone and make you feel the same way as we do about our drag, about yourself. You know what I mean? Um, and is this towards other First Nations drag queens? Is this about like the more general message of anyone? And or- yeah, I'm 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 always gonna be First Nation driven first, like don't get me wrong. But my message is for anyone and everyone that needs to hear it. You know what I mean? Especially working in mental health, like that's another aspect I love to bring. Now, I'm always up for a yarn or that, but if you need to, like, uh, someone to like, check up on you and, like, give you that yarn or make you get out of those dark, like, that, those dark, gloomy days and be like, come on, you know, come yarn, come yarn, L, or if you need Luke, I can take the wig off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I always like to, like, you know, positivity and light and energy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I think, um, I've gone through all my questions. Hey. Is there something you'd really, love to tell me or that you feel like we haven't touched upon um i know you work in mental health maybe yeah. that's an interesting one too yeah because that's that's another form of like what l is to especially luke you know what i mean luke works in mental health four days a week it's it's i love love my job don't get me wrong uh, so i assist people with severe and persistent mental health sign up to the ndis um so i'm assisting people that um may not have, you know, um, supports or networks or sometimes even diagnoses. Um, so, you know, um, and um, our program has just changed to where we're doing, um, we're now incorporating groups and programs into what my, what our funding does. So I'll be doing some first nation, um, programs, um, with these consumers now. So we've been doing some damper classes and some yarning circles and, um, some that, artwork what as well. What was the first one again? The what's classes? Uh, um, damper. Damper. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's the, that's the bread that us mob make. It's you know a bit of a bit of jam, a bit of honey, or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. a bit of cream. It's better. Than, it's better than a scone. How amazing! <laughs> um, so I'll be doing stuff like that, and I'll also be incorporating some of my LGBT plus background into the groups as well. Um, how, it, how do you do that? So and that's something that I'm still working on, and I think I'm just going to start it off on just a general yarn and conversation, see where everyone's at. And just exploring people's like thoughts and and attitudes when it comes to mental health and being part of this community, mm-hmm. you know, because um, yes, yeah, so the you know our queer community is a lovely community. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's quite a difficult um crowd to navigate through. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's there's a lot of love and positivity in in our in our mob and our culture and our sisterhoods and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but there is a lot of Especially being a cis male uh, who identifies as being gay, it's a lot of 
it has hate. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I want to just make sure that people that are suffering severe mental health aren't going more downhill with it because of the hate they may be receiving being someone who suffers from, like, let's just say schizophrenia and also being gay. Yeah. I'd hate to feel some of the stuff they would hear from other people, especially when it comes to, like, the dating scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, that's what I just want to make sure people are safe and so people are heard in those scenes. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> mm. very important. Very yeah. important work. And you do this as Luke. As Luke, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would be letting, you know, um, that like, my consumers, like, my clients at work, they, and my all my work colleagues and even the organisation, um, which is One Door Mental Health, has been the best, one of the best um, employees I've had. Um, has fully accepted Luke and L. Wow. You know, yeah, um, so if you know, if I was to somehow work out, I'd be doing, I'd be putting, um, I'd be doing some drag at work as well, putting people up in drag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's probably something that I just want to touch on there. Just the whole like, you know, um, especially with mental health and in the gay community, it is a bit tough to navigate for for those moments. A bit more acceptance. For, for those people that are suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you, when you're talking about like workshops, like making a temper and uh, yawning circles and stuff, would you also, through L, delve into women's business practices? Or is that something that you'd rather stay away from as a cis, mm. as you're also identifying as a cis male when yeah. you're Luke? How does, well, I how would probably, I'd probably, um, I'd probably like suss it out first because it's still something I haven't um, fully. It's been developed, but it hasn't been actioned yet. Yeah. So, and you know yourself that what's on paper is sometimes different when it comes to the actual situation. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I'll just gauge it, and if it needs, if it needs to be, I can always call on one of my aunties to come on in and have a yarn. And yeah. that's the beauty of having my 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 culture around me and and accessible. So is you can to, rely on yeah, yeah, hey, auntie, these ladies up here, they they need they need a strong black woman to come in there and. Yarn them proper and give them some power and some spirit. And, you know, my aunties have come in before it helped me out with dampers and just little things. So, yeah, that, that's how probably I'll, unless they're comfortable with me yarning about it, but I personally, as Luke, wouldn't, even as I wouldn't delve too deep into it. Yeah. But I think there's some things I could do around women's business with them, but I wouldn't be like, if you'll give a breath, I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> But I can, I can come and help you, you know, gather something up. <laughs> exactly. I just sit there with one of those big gay fans just fanny at the top there. Yeah. I mean, very practical. Yes, Auntie, you got this. <laughs> oh, and your your clients are, are not necessarily First Nations, or are they? I have a small percentage of First Nation clients. Okay. Um, because I feel like First Nation people, especially in the West, there is a small amount of services, especially in this Parramatta community. I'm talking about Para, Guildford, Maryland, like just this whole little Western suburbia area. There's not a whole lot of First Nation services. Which is interesting because mm. in the census this year, it said that I think the highest population of First Nations people actually live in mm. Western Sydney. And so all that's the, interesting. And then all the services are either in Mount Druitt or in Mount Druitt oh, yeah. or in the city. In Redfern and all that, I've, it's, there's no, like, in, in um, Redfern, they have a lot of healthcare-driven um, programs, like the dentistry and all that. Like, can you imagine auntie who's 65 years old traveling from Maryland to Redfern, oh, Redfern on the train? Like, no. It's like, yeah, it's 15 minutes or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's that's, that's recognition coming into the West and things are starting to be recognized and there are holes that are need to be filled and, and looked at. Yeah, yeah, right. 
Okay, I think that's a very strong, strong, strong to, finish, yes. strong message to finish on. Thank you so much no, for this anytime. amazing conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I honestly did. If, if you need a part two. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Movements and Sounds. This is a not-for-profit podcast. However, thanks to the SOAS Student Enterprise Fund, for every episode a donation will be made to SeedMob, an indigenous-led organization in Australia fighting for climate justice. Find out more about this incredible organization on seedmob.org.au. See you at the next episode.